Podcasting from the Chicagoland area, this is Game On with Jackson Stewart, where we discuss men's lifestyle, focusing on sex, fitness, relationships, business, and more. We'll be interviewing the best of the best, the hot shots, and the rising stars in the worlds of modeling, fitness, cooking, and more. Influencers who are discussing keeping it sexy while at the top of their game. I'm your host, Jackson Stewart. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the game. Follow Game On with Jackson Stewart on YouTube at Game On with Jack, on the official blog www.gameonwithjack.blog, and at the new store www.gameonwithjack.shop. Keep it sexy and game on. What if you could be a better player for the cost of one more cup of coffee a month? Get access to a growing library of lit erotica, behind-the-scenes action, and players' guides with tips on drinking, cooking, fitness. Dating, sex, and life after dark. Low tier rate while offer lasts. Patreon.com. Game on with Jack. This is Dale Valor. This is Pamela Ross. This is Trinesia. And you're listening. And you're listening to Game On with Jackson Stewart. Into Game On with Jackson Stewart. Game On with Jackson Stewart. Killing him! Dr. Tara is a tenured professor of relational and sexual communication at California State University, Fullerton. She received her tenure at the age of 33. She's an award-winning researcher, a sex and relationship coach, and the host of Love Bites by Dr. Tara podcast, which focuses on sexual wellness and sex exploration. Her work has been featured in KTLA News, Cosmopolitan, Women's Health Magazine, Insider, and other media outlets. She's also on the advisory board for the MON app and Superstars app. In addition, Dr. Tara is our guest this evening. All right, guys, you've heard the introduction and the bio. Now join me in welcoming to Game On, the sexy, the knowledgeable, and the passionate Dr. Tara. Dr. Tara, how are you? It's Tara. Oh my God, and we just talked about this. <laughs> It's okay. Tara, it's okay. Tara, in America, Tara. a lot of people call me Tara. Uh, this will be the last time she's ever on the show, people. I've totally just, <laughs> I've royally screwed up this interview. Tara, 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 Tara. Okay. Dr. Tara, welcome to the show. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing amazing. Having an orgasmic morning. How are you? Well, shit. Something's wrong with my morning. I wasn't <laughs> going to describe it like that, but I need to fix that, apparently. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 doing very well, and I'm glad that you are with us. And let's just jump right into it. Let the audience know what platforms are you on, and by what username should they look for you? Yes, I am on every platform as at lovebites.co. That's L-U-V-B-I-T-E-S dot C-O. But mainly TikTok, Instagram. Those are my biggest platforms. I have over 2 million followers on TikTok and uh, climbing on Instagram. But it's fun. Yeah, I do. I teach sex ed through comedy. And where are you from and where did you grow up? I grew up in Bangkok, Thailand, and uh, I basically left in high school. I went to high school in Finland. I'm trying to think what, how old I was. I think 15. 
So I grew up and I was raised in Bangkok, Thailand. I went to an all-girls Catholic school. And at 15, I went to high school in Finland. Um, and then I came to America for higher ed. All-girls school. So here you got this young energetic but probably not hanging out with a bunch of boys is that where some of the sex interest developed or is it just kind of oh yeah 100 percent. i know right like <laughs> like at the risk of being stereotypical right here's this girl in all girls school and it's like some 80s movie it's like oh my god she's becoming sexually interested but all right so i was right i wasn't just being a dumbass with that question um <laughs> how did how did you enter the business how do you go from growing up in bangkok to becoming a, a sexual therapist and a researcher and big kudos on the, on the college tenureship at such a young age. That's, that's very impressive. That's amazing. Thank you so much. What, yeah. What's the um, path on so that? I, like, you know, how, how did you end up where you've ended up? Well, you know, um, growing up in Thailand was very sexually repressive for women. Um, and I have always had like a lot of guilt and shame when I was younger about my body, about why I was so sexually curious. Um, and my, I would say I had like three awakenings for the first one was when I went to Finland for high school. Um, Finnish people have very positive body image because they just get naked and go into the saunas and they all do that on a regular basis since young age and everyone gets naked. So like you see your dad get naked, your mom, your grandma, and it's so body neutral. Like no one is ashamed for being naked. No one's shaming others for being naked. So I remember being there and I was like, wow, there's a whole different world from where I'm from where, you know, you should be ashamed of your body, especially as a girl. Like the school I went to, I had to wear long sleeves and long skirt covering my knees because you know my knees are way too sexy um, i mean i think if, so, if i saw my grandmother naked god rest her soul i think that would cause some sexual repression on me real quick <laughs> <laughs> no it's actually very liberating when i uh, liberating when i was there i was like wow so people don't give a shit about being naked i love that and it's so freeing uh and so that was like my first time seeing something else that's not like thailand and thai culture and then i came to america the first place i came to was los angeles it's one of the most sexually liberal places like in the u.s right it's San Francisco, LA, and New York are very sexually liberal. Uh, also, I think would say exception of like Dallas. But um, I came here and I remember going to a huge sex toy shop and, you know, seeing people and like looking and touching those like dildos and other types of toys. And I saw like a bunch of BDSM toys and I'm like, wow, so interesting. Like I, ha I didn't, I didn't know any of this like I didn't know that any of this existed so for me I was like wow I know nothing which is great because at that time I was just like so excited to learn and that was my second sexual awakening and my third one was the hardest one to get over was so I got married when I was younger and I married someone that I didn't have sexual compatibility with, but he checked every box on the resume. And we were great friends, but we weren't great lovers. Mm. And, uh, you know, going through a divorce from your best friend and going through the realization that sometimes you couple with people that you don't have sexual chemistry with, and that can be very detrimental, especially for someone like me where... 
I prioritize sexual wellness a lot. Right. It's a big part of my life. And I was, you know, finishing my PhD and I became a tenure professor. I, I like want I wanted to live my truth, but I wasn't. So that was killing me. And yeah, finally, like after the divorce and, you know, time heals everything. Um, I consistently work on my um, sexual vitality and communication in order to have the most um, passionate, um, beautiful, enjoyable, pleasurable sex life. So why do you feel that sex is so hard for men? Because I feel like, I feel like sex is a hard topic for really anybody. And you talked a little bit about, you know, sexual, I wouldn't say negativity is not the right word I'm using, but like a sexual stigma that you've seen in other Mm -hmm. cultures, men have a, a tough time talking about sex, what, what they want, where they feel they fall short, et cetera. Why do you think that's so difficult of a, of a, of a topic? Because, yeah, yeah. Sex and sexuality involve a lot of vulnerability. And men have not been taught or socialized to be vulnerable and to share their true feelings, right? For hundreds of years, men were taught to suck it up, don't cry, don't, you know, don't talk about your feelings, get over it, man up, be masculine. All of these messaging, I mean, there is definitely healthy masculinity, right? Like, I like a masculine man, but I don't like a toxic masculine man. I like a healthy masculine man. So I think there is a difference between men who grew up with that kind of messaging and men who have worked on themselves understanding what healthy masculinity looks like. I think that those men are more comfortable talking about their own sexual needs and desires. Um, And everyone can get there as long as they get over the first hump of what being quote unquote masculine should look like. Now, sex is a small word with giant ramifications. And You're right. Yeah. I think uh, I think a lot of men don't realize that sex for a woman starts not in the bedroom, but and not between her legs, but between her ears. Can you kind of expound on that? Yeah, you're right, Jackson. And, you know, I think for men, too, I know that there are a lot of men that have higher sociosexuality level, which is like the tendency to enjoy casual sex. But that's not all the time. I actually, a lot of my clients are men that want to be emotionally connected with someone they're having sex with. So it's not just women. However, um, Research does show that for women, sex is much more about emotional connection and emotional security. And she can have a lot more pleasure with someone that she feels safe with to like let go, let loose and be comfortable. Um, so for women, it's like when men are, you know, emotionally and intellectually stimulating her, talking about things that are interesting, asking her questions, listening attentively, um, all of those things combined can be very attractive for a woman, right? A woman can have more sexual desire for the man who is able to um, conversate with her. Yeah, it's a quote that uh, somebody told me a long time ago, but it's like the rock solid truth. Men have sex to feel good. Women have to feel good to have sex. (laughs) 
I like that. Yeah, and it, it took a while. To, it took a while to get that right, but once I figured out, life got a lot easier. Um, what would be two takeaways <laughs> that you want men listening to to uh, adopt and adapt from listening to you right now? Like, guys, I feel like guys we make sex too complicated. Here's two takeaways that Doctor. Tara, I gotta make sure I say it right, because man, I keep <laughs> fucking this up. Now, Dr. Tara is gonna give you to make sex a little bit easier right now. Two things, please. Uh, I would say it's never too late to start talking about sex because to, true sexual liberation comes from sexual communication. And if you're not talking about sex, there's no way that you will be able to have a fulfilling sex life in the long run. Um, so start talking about sex today. Which And then my second tip would be, well, how do I start talking about sex? Um, I highly recommend understanding about uh, understanding your own sexual profile first and use that as a conversation starter. Um, if you go to my website, just lovebites.co, I have a quiz that you can take and it's called what's your sexual profile. It's like your sex personality. Once you take that, you can like send it to your wife, girlfriend, or partner uh, and say, hey, like take this quiz so we can talk about it. And uh, this through this quiz, you're going to be able to understand your own sexual profile. Like what are you like sexually? Um, what kind of sex you prefer? And then when she does it too, then you can kind of use that as conversation starter. The one thing I, I always try and promote on this show is for guys to really start to take control of their health, um, physically, oh, yeah. physically, emotionally, mentally, etc. What would be a step you would recommend men do to ensure their sexual health is getting addressed? And it could be, you know, go to a doctor and get a physical because a lot of times, you know, erectile dysfunctions and issues can stem from other health issues, but what would you tell men to do to start right now, today, guys, how to take control of their sexual health? Well, you know, you're, there's, there's like two aspects that I think of. The first aspect is your physical. So yeah, go see a doctor, see if your T level is low, um, but also like exercise, right? Because we all know that like, uh, exercising, um, that means that your blood is getting, uh, it's, it's hard for your blood to flow to your penis if you're not exercising. So first off, start exercising. That will be good for you regardless of whether or not it's wellness in general or sexual wellness. But the second part is the psychological part, which for a lot of men, it's harder to get over, um, is to start sexual meditation. And this can mean literally five minutes of your day. Everybody can meditate for five minutes and particularly sexual meditation. There's lots of research and experiments conducted that show how powerful and effective sexual, sexual meditation can be for sexual functioning as well as sexual desires. So I would start sexual meditation today. In keeping with the theme of sexiness, I think this might be my favorite question of the show, one of my top two. What is the sexiest thing about you? Sexiest thing about me, I would say my open-mindedness. And, and now I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the opportunity to be horribly flirtatious. But I was I, everybody I like you know I, I look at bio shots and headshots of the guests, and I saw Tara's picture, and I thought there's no way in hell that a sex therapist is that damn good looking, but yes, <laughs> I, 
Thank you, yeah, Jackson. Uh, I always, I always like harmless flirting. It's I, fun. I, I am taking my time going through your headshots to see which one I want to use for the show. But anyway, um, <laughs> very beautiful lady. Uh, what to you makes people sexy, or what do you think is the sexiest quality people can have? I'm gonna say the same thing: open-mindedness. But that's subjective to me. I feel like people who are open-minded are the sexiest. Uh, I really, really enjoy open-minded people. When I start talking to them, and I notice that they're oh, like open-minded and love talking about how like the world has like many different perspectives, and they're flexible in terms of their like values and beliefs. I like that. I enjoy that the most. I find that really, really sexy. I don't like people that are fixed. I like growth mindset people. So people that are like. Open to be persuaded. I like that because, like, I'm open to be persuaded. You know, like with certain facts and evidence and your persuasion, I might change my belief. Like, who knows? You know, I like that a lot about people, and I find that super sexy. People that are fixed-minded, that are like, oh, this is the only way. Like, I hate that. Like, I don't even like talking to this person. I, I love your fixed mindset voice. Sounds just like. <laughs> it's the dumbass guy voice. Like, ooh. Well, and it's, you know, it's funny it's, you mentioned open mindedness because I feel like guys, I feel like guys have a stigma about being sexually open. And I've seen this because, you know, and amongst some of my guy friends, like we've asked, we've bounced the question around because guys, if you don't know, the man, the male G spot is actually behind the prostate. It can be mm -hmm. reached anally and so we mm -hmm. put this hypothetical situation out you meet the most beautiful woman in the world you know sex with her will be great but the one thing mm -hmm. she wants first is to <laughs> anally stimulate your prostate once she once you let her do that it, it it's it, it the world's your oyster she'll do whatever you want 99.9 percent .9 of the guys i know say no mm-hmm and they asked me, and I'm like, what's taking her so long? Let's help her get this over so I can go enjoy it myself. <laughs> and I just, I think that, I think for women, it's almost like you're either open-minded or you're not. I think for guys, it's like this weird scale. Or maybe I've got it backwards, but it's mm -hmm. almost like guys are afraid to be too open. But that's just, that's an observation. And, oh, my God, I, I know we're running out of time. I know you have another engagement. But we've got to have you back in the show because there's so many things. that Everything you say makes me think of 18 different things. But um, <laughs> I do want to take time to get you into the quick game where we like to give our guests a chance to run through some entertaining questions. Dr. Ooh, yeah. I'm not going to ask you if you're ready because I feel like you stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Um, <laughs> what kind of animal are you most like? Ooh, uh, bonobos. They like to fuck. <laughs> I don't know what a bonobo is, but I feel like I want to go get one. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it's illegal to own one. But, is, it a, uh, <laughs> is it a bird? Is it a... Uh, a... Uh, it's a monkey. It's an ape. A fucking monkey. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's the closest to us, uh, actually, but it fucks way more. <laughs> how much does it fuck in a day? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Kids, kids, if you're at the zoo, make sure you don't look at the bonobo because <laughs> they're probably. Um, how would you describe yourself in just one word? Daring. Should pineapples be on pizza? 
Yes, I'm from Thailand. We love pineapple. I, yeah, I, I remember I, I did not like Hawaiian pizza, and I was open-minded, and I love Hawaiian pizza. Um, <laughs> if you do like it, what's your favorite Star Wars character? Um, let's see. Princess Leia. 12 noon or 12 midnight? midnight. I knew it. If you had said noon, I was going to be like, I totally read you wrong. Um... At noon, I'm masturbating. Midnight, I'm having sex. <laughs> uh, if you do it, what is your favorite, what is your go-to karaoke song? Ooh, ooh, okay. Um, I will always love you. The Titanic? Celine Dion song? No, Whitney Houston. No, Body I will God. always gotcha, love you. Gotcha, Whitney gotcha, Houston. gotcha. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, are, are you good at it? Uh, I would like to think so. Oh, man. We're going to have you back, and we're going to have you sing that, so get ready. Uh, All right. What yes. is your favorite swear word? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is too I, easy. Well, I'm a guy. Sometimes we're just easy. And uh, my favorite question, who inspires you? Um, Dr. Ruth. Oh, man, the legendary Dr. Ruth uh, West. Yeah, yeah, the sex yeah. therapist, the OG. Yeah, she was – some of you guys may be too young to remember Dr. Ruth, but go back and watch her. She was phenomenal. I mean, she was point blank. Yeah. She was just amazing. She really did cause a sexual awakening for, I think – Yeah, I would Yeah, think I think so. for people across the planet – and and she mm -hmm. made sex like not scary. So, guys, this is Dr. Tara's too good to only have once. I feel like that. that <laughs> that's that's what he yeah. said. <laughs> as soon as I said it, I was like, oh man, I don't know if that came out exactly. Yeah, you're just setting me up for success yeah, here, Jackson. I, I don't know if that came out the way I meant it, or if or if it was a Freudian slip. That's exactly the way I meant it. Good people. Yeah. Actually, I want to ask yes. you some questions. Do you want to go through understanding your sexual sure. profile? Sure. We got time. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm going to ask you nobody, some questions. Nobody then... has ever asked me questions back. This is a first. Oh, perfect. Well, I'm a host as yes. well, so I like asking questions. Right, let's, let's do it. So this last year, I've been conducting research. I have been collecting data from over a thousand participants, and I have formulated a new theory or concept called Dr. Tara's sexual okay. profile. And it's a way to understand your own sexuality as well as your partner's in order to, um, like, evaluate sexual compatibility. If, if you could feel the tension so. that just popped up, like, she's asking me questions? Like, Yeah. <laughs> you ready? Go. I'm open. Let's go. Okay. So there are four factors. The first factor is, do you feel like you're more dynamic or consistent? A dynamic lover loves like having sex in different positions, like changing positions, um, different places, maybe even outdoors, just like changing things up. A consistent lover knows what's best and likes like doing the same thing because the philosophy is like, why fix something that's not uh, broken? Dynamic. Which one are you leaning dynamic, towards? Yes. Okay. So the first factor for you is your dynamic lover. So your acron first acronym is D. Okay. okay. You're, we're going to come up with a whole acronym. Is it, no way. Is it okay if I'm slowly being turned on as we do this? <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty okay, normal. Um, 
The second one is whether or not you're more um, kinky or traditional. Kinky means you like non-conventional sexual acts. Um, you like trying new things. You like uh, things that are not vanilla. Traditional means you like things that are more vanilla, things that are conventionally accepted. So like missionary sex, maybe some oral, but that's pretty oh, much it. Oh, that, that's a, you know, I'm going to go with the, I'll go with the first one. Kinky. Yes. Okay. So now you're dynamic and yes. kinky. The third aspect is whether or not you're more um, flexible or monogamous. Monogamous means you only want to have one partner when you're in a romantic relationship and only one sexual partner for a long period of time. Flexible means you're open to discussion or to engaging in play with other people based on like consensual communication. Are you flexible or monogamous? Uh, I tend to be monogamous when I'm in when I'm in that type okay. of relationship. Okay, so your third aspect is monogamous. So now we know you're dynamic, kinky, and monogamous. The last one is whether or not you're more gentle lover or more animalistic lover. A gentle lover loves like a romantic sexual encounter, love like slow um, penetration and slow sex, and really energetic in that sense. Um, an animalistic lover loves like more towards rough sex, maybe like loud moaning, uh, hard grabbing, scratching. Um, how do you think you exhibit yourself more towards gentle or animal? I think this may be the only interview that I listen to repeatedly, not for editing, but just because this is just so good. I'm, a, I'm actually animalistic. Okay, and here, now we have it. You are a dynamic, kinky, monogamous, and animalistic lover. So DKMA, you're a DKMA lover. There you gotcha. go. Now, anyone listening can kind of th like think through this and also come up with their own sexual profile and have their partner do it too. Uh, I feel the need to just go eat large amounts of chocolate right now. <laughs> I feel like that a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, where are those bonobos at? What are they doing? Are they taking this profile too? <laughs> the bonobos are fucking. <laughs> the bonobos are, uh, they're, they're not monogamous. They're open. Yeah, well, I mean, I think there's very few creatures in the animal kingdom that are monogamous. I mean, I think. Very I think few, like yeah. Wolves. Penguins are. Yeah, wolves and penguins, I think they say. I think the rest of them are just. Yeah. Well, because monogamy is much more of a, a sociological um, yeah. uh, ad adaptation than like a, a, an evolutionary adaptation because in the animal kingdom, you want to spread as much of the genetic pool as possible and keep it kind of mixed up. And, you know, we don't work that way. And, and there's people on both sides of the fence about that, but, um, good people, sex people that wraps up our interview with just, just the fucking amazing, uh, Dr. Tara doc. She, Thank you. You got to come back. <laughs> yes thank you for having like, me I, I know you've got time constraints but like we could seriously do a whole hour talk because you're <laughs> just the knowledge and that that sexy brain of yours anyway anyway we will see you soon doc thanks so much thank you for having me bye